right. All right. I want you to grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter number 12. And I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray for me. I've got some kind of head cold and congestion and all that. And I don't have much oxygen. So I I need some oxygen. I believe I got the unction. I just need some oxygen. Uh, I've I've been on the road a lot this week and and more than I wanted to be. But but I haven't had a, a whole lot of time to think. And, uh, and, and just thinking about things and thinking about this year and thinking about what we've got left. And, and I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to be a practical preacher, a practical preacher, meaning you can go practice what we preach. Uh, I I don't want you to just be theologically sound. That's very important that you have sound doctrine and you, you, you need to know something, but I need you to be able to do something with what you know. And, and so this week, God's given me something that's can, is very, very practical. Uh, I've preached on this particular chapter, I don't know how many times, but, it, but I, I've never really gone into detail specifically how to practice uh, the point we're trying to make here today. And so we want to do that today. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to all be seated. I want you to all be seated. You can be seated at Fairview. Uh, we'll read this verse in just a second. Uh, uh, but, but Cesar, Cesar, I want you to, I want you to stand up a minute. Donna K, are you in here? Donna K, is Donna K, where y'all at? Over here. All right. Uh, and, and we got Rudy over there. Rudy, do you see Cesar? Can you see Cesar right here? All right. I want y'all to, I want y'all to meet each other right after the service. Okay. All right. I, I wanted y'all to meet and I was going to introduce you, but in case I forgot, I'm doing it now. <clears throat> All right, Rudy. Good to meet you, buddy. All right. All right. Uh, it's a good thing they have a sense of humor. Say amen. I'm sorry. I have a forgetful mind. I want them guys to meet. Amen. Okay. Romans chapter number 12. Sorry about that, Fairview. We just had to throw that in real quickly. Uh, here we go. Romans chapter number 12. Uh, this is a very, very familiar, familiar verse. We should all know it by heart, uh, but, but if you don't, we're going to read it anyway. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, you can, you, can, you can put it up on the screen up here, and uh, we're going to read it. And, and let me say this, especially after Thanksgiving, there is nothing like enjoying uh, brand new bigger britches. <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, I'm enjoying Will, I'm enjoying it. Amen. Uh, I always tried to diet to go back to the other ones, but I found out it's easier just to buy bigger ones. Amen. And I don't even know why I'm saying that right now, except that I'm enjoying my freedom. Amen. Okay. Some of y'all are still tight. Well, I'll get you before the service is over. Listen, it's okay to smile and enjoy yourself in the house of God. Amen. Amen. All right. Here we go. Romans chapter number 12. I beseech ye, therefore brethren. That means he's talking to save folk, right? He's talking to save folk. I beseech you therefore brethren by the, the mercies of God. Now the mercies that we find is from chapter one through chapter 11. All right. He, he, he tells of, of the things that God has done for us. He talks about love. He talks about justification. He talks about we've been given the Holy Spirit, uh, power, forgiveness, all these mercies that we received at salvation. Now, how many of y'all are glad that we got a bunch of stuff when we got saved? And all of those are the mercies of God, meaning we don't deserve it, but we got it. And he's saying, I beseech you, or I beg you, I beg you, 
by the mercies of God. In other words, what I'm fixing to ask of you, what I'm fixing to command you to do, I'm doing it because of what God has already done for you. In chapters 1 through 11, he tells of all that Christ has done for us. Now he gets into the practical section of the book of Romans. And now he is saying, now this is what you need to do for for him. Go back. I don't have time today, but go back and read chapters 1 through 11. And you'll see there are many, many mercies. There are many, many blessings. There, There is so much goodness. There's so many things that Christ has done for us. Now, because of that. Because of that, I beg you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living what? Sacrifice. A living sacrifice, right? Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your exceptional service. What does it say? Your reasonable service. Reasonable, not above and beyond the call of duty. Not, not, not in a spectacular, superior Christian way. It's your reasonable. It's only reasonable to do this after God's already done that. Does that make sense? All right. All right. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and your mercy and your sanctification and your love and the power you've given us and the Holy Spirit. We have as a, a Lord, as a, 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 a down payment till we get our inheritance. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done. Lord, I thank you for the songs today. Man, they touch me. Lord, I thank you for the worship and the people that are here. I thank you for a building we can get in out of all this wind outside. Lord, thank you for the time we've had this week with family. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll help us be real practical Lord, help us to to learn something today that we can go out and practice this afternoon and tomorrow. God will praise you and thank you and give you all the glory and all the praise for it all. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say it. I want to read something to you and then we'll jump right on in this thing. And and I want to show you something that will kind of keep in your mind uh, here this afternoon or this morning. Some years ago, this is a pastor speaking of a, a lady he had met. Said some years ago, a tearful and obviously distraught young woman approached me at a conference where I was speaking. She told me a story I have heard many times. She said, I just can't seem to live the Christian life the way I should. She said, I'm frustrated. I don't have spiritual victory or a sense of accomplishment. Excuse me. I struggle with the simplest forms of obedience and I'm constantly defeated. Can you help me? And this is what the pastor replied. He said, What has been your approach to solving the problem yourself? She replied, I've tried everything. I've attended churches where they speak in tongues, have healings and all kinds of extraordinary spiritual experiences. I've tried speaking in tongues myself and ecstatic experiences, been prophesied over, experienced several supposed miracles. I've been slain in the spirit, but despite all that, I'm not pleased with my life and I know God isn't pleased. I've tried to get everything from him that I can But I'm not satisfied. I'm still miserable and want more. This is the pastor's reply. He said, I think you've put your finger on the problem. I said, the key to spiritual victory and true happiness is not trying to get all we can from God, but in giving all that we are to God. 
countless thousands of people today. Most likely many in here, including, listen, very, very genuine Christians. They flock to various churches, seminars, conferences in search of a personal benefits of practical, emotional and spiritual benefits that they can receive. They do just the opposite of what Paul so plainly emphasizes in Romans 12, 1 and 2. In this forceful and compassionate exhortation, the apostle does not focus on what more we need to receive from God, but on what we are to give to him. The key to a productive and satisfying, listen now, listen now, is everybody awake? Say amen. Amen. The key to a productive and satisfying Christian life is not getting more from God, but in giving all to God. Now, listen, I I, I was thinking, and I told you, I had a, I had a lot of time. I had a lot of time on the, on the road this week. I mean, I've been on the road more and and I I about got Willie's song down pat on the road again. Amen. And, and I thought about how, what is a great way to illustrate this and explain this so that it makes sense. I'm a, I'm a visual type person. You can, you can explain something to me till the cows come home, but if you'll just show me how to do it, let me see it. I can get it. Amen. And so I was thinking about that and, and, and trying to figure out how I could explain it to you guys. Cause I, I want you to be better. I, I'm, I'm not here just to tickle your ears. I'm not here to make you feel better about yourself. I'm here to help you be a better Christian tomorrow than you was today. Say amen. amen. And so I was thinking about that and this idea come to mind. I don't know how good this is going to work, but I'm going to try it in this folder. In this folder, there are 365 pages. Now, why do you think I put 365 pages in here? One for every day. This is your year. This is your year. Think about that. That's a pretty thick book, isn't it? Fairview, look at that. Pretty thick book. Now, here's, now watch this. Now, watch this. As I open this up, as I open this up so it don't fall apart, Miss Barry taped them things together and hopefully stick. All right, this is what you've used up. See that fair view? Look at there, real good. That's what you've used up. Can everybody see that? That's what you've used up. And this is what? This is what you got left. This is what you got left. Now, if we go to just one of these pages, if we go to just one of these pages, let's think about this. On this day, on this page, the 85th day of the year, God records everything you did for him. And you only get, and when that day is over, it's over. You never get another chance again to put something on that day. Now, I want to ask you a question. Now, don't answer this out loud. But I want to ask you a question. Everybody, fair of you, think about this a minute. What have you done for God this year? Could you fill up one page? If you look back over your life this year, the things you did for God to serve him, to bring him glory, to bless him, could you fill up a single page? Or would you have a folder full? I beseech ye, therefore, Brethren, by the mercies of God, 
Now, you know what I could, I could, I'm not a bet, I'm not a betting man, <clears throat> but I bet you that we could put a lot of stuff in these pages that God's done for us. Would y'all agree? Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one to dwell in the past because I don't like to do that. Uh, so let's focus on this. I know we can't change none of this, right? I wish we could. There's several of these days. I wish I could get back. Would y'all agree? There's several of these days I have regret in. Several of these days I wish I could have a do-over. Several of these pages I wish I could go and do a little more than I did. But, but we can't. But we got these. We got these. Now, with that in mind, <clears throat> with that in mind, I want you to I want you to think about this. I say we're going to be practical. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I beg you because of what God's done for us, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, present the word present there means to submit or to yield to yield. Right. Look in your notes. You've got notes right there. I put the definitions of these words there. Now, look what the word yield means. Look what the word yield means. Present, bring before, to yield. Yield, let's all read the definition to yield. To, give to give up. Then, submit, submit then, to comply. to comply with, then, not oppose. Not oppose. To comply with, not oppose. In other words, God's got a will for your life. We're to comply with it, not oppose it. God's got a plan for each and every day, each and every day. God has got a plan for your life and we are to submit to that, to yield our bodies to him. Now look at the verse, Romans 6, 12. Watch this. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your Members, your members are your hands, your eyes, your ears, your feet, your body, your physical body, right? Is everybody with me? Come on, everybody. Now watch. He says, don't yield the parts of your body as instruments or tools of unrighteousness, but yield yourselves unto as those that are alive from the dead. How many saved folks we got in here? Got some saved folks in there? That means you're alive from the dead. You once were dead, now you're alive, right? You who are dead in your trespasses and in sins, he has made alive. He's quickened us, amen? Now watch this, watch this. And your members as, come on now, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto That means, that means you're to surrender, you're to yield you're to say, God, when you wake up in the morning before your feet hit the floor, God, I belong to you. My hands belong to you. My ears belong to you. My eyes belong to you. My feet belong to you. Everything I am belongs to you. Use it as a tool for your glory. Use me. I'm a tool in the hands of the Lord. That's what that means. Does that make sense? 
Well, I just don't know about that. Well, let's read 1 Corinthians 6, 19. What? See, you got to read it like Paul said it. What? What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God. Read it with me out loud, real loud at Fairview so I can hear you here. You ready? And ye are not your If you are saved, you're not the boss anymore. If you are saved, you don't own you anymore. You belong to God. Is everybody with me? And watch this now. For ye are bought with a price. And by the way, that price was his precious blood. He purchased you with his own life. Therefore, because he bought you, because you don't belong to you anymore, you belong to God. Therefore, glorify God in your what? Your body, with your hands, your feet, your eyes, your ears. Are y'all with me? And in your spirit, which are God's. That means everything we have belongs to God. And we are to yield that to him. We are to yield that to him. You see, when we yield the members of our body to him, he will begin to fill up a page. He will begin to fill up a page. Are y'all with me? Now watch this. I I told you I was going to be very practical, very practical. Now, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. To be honest, I started working on this and I was going to go slightly different direction. But as I started, just the more God would speak to me, the more I'd write down. And in the first point, I, I, I dealt with the mouth. We're going to yield our mouth to the Lord. And I just kept on putting points and putting points. Then I realized I'm not going to have the room for the rest of my body. So, so I only put one point for each other part of the body. But it was so important, all the things with the mouth. Listen, you can kill or heal with your mouth. And so that's why there's more stuff on the mouth than there is the rest of it. But that, I think that's appropriate. Would you say amen? amen? Now, here's the thing. Will you yield your mouth? Will you say, God, this is your mouth? Imagine that. What if you, what if you woke up during the day and through the night, through the day, you said, God, this is your mouth. Would your mouth have done what your mouth did this year? If it was God's mouth, man, it's quiet. How, how, what do we do, preacher? What do we do? Yield, submit our mouths. Say, God, the word's coming out of my mouth. You use it. Watch this now. Three things. Write this down. I can see we're going to have fun with this today. Amen. Yield my mouth. Psalms 19, or excuse me, Psalms 19, 14. Read it with me, everybody, real loud. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let's read it again real loud. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now, I want to ask you a question. Can y'all be honest for 37 seconds? Okay, 30. Is there anybody in the house who would admit and, 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 and be honest enough to say, you know, there's some things I said this week that wasn't pleasing in his sight. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Every morning, 
for the rest of the time we have. It's very small. Before we get out of bed, we're going to say, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. And the reason he put meditation in my heart is because what's in your heart comes out your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So what you're thinking on usually slips out your mouth. So we need to put them two together, right? So before we get out of bed, before we get out of bed, we're going to say, Lord, I yield my mouth to you. I yield my mouth. I'm going to tell you what, just this one point, some of y'all don't even need to rest. If you just get this one point, you'll experience mass revival in your life. (laughs) If we could just learn this one. Now watch. A, write this down. For the rest of this year, hopefully the rest of our lives, we're going to yield our mouth to praise. To praise. Psalm 34, 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. Read it with me. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's say it again. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. How many of these pages, guys? How, how, how many, hold on now. Hold on now before you answer. How many of these pages have praises out of your lips to Christ? How many, how many of these pages is there recordings of you praising the Lord? I will praise him continually, he says. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. How'd we do? I think we got work to do, amen? Hebrews 13, 15, read it all together. Here we go. Fair of you, real loud now, help me now. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praises to God. How? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving. Giving thanks to his name. Listen, this, this, we're going we're gonna to yield our mouth to praise. We're going to praise him more. We're going to praise him in the morning, the afternoon, and the evening. We're going to praise him. We're going to thank him. We're going to bless his name. We're going to yield our mouth not to just praise, but to encourage. Write that down. To encourage. The word in the King James is exhort. Exhort. Read the the definition of exhort with me. Will will you do that? Uh, 1828 Webster's Dictionary says exhort means to. To. Cheer. To. Two, how many of these pages, how many of these pages have recordings of you encouraging folks, cheering them on, inspiring them, motivating them to follow the Lord and to hang in there. Ephesians 4.28, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Read it with me. But that which is good to the use of, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. The word edifying means what? Build up. How how many of these pages have recordings of you building someone up? Or how many of these pages has God recorded you tearing someone down? 
How many of these pages have recordings of you criticizing? How many of these pages have recordings of of you complaining and murmuring, whining, moaning and groaning, corrupt communication? Have you spent time exhorting? Look at look at the verses. I know, I know, guys. God was convicting me when I was printing it, so I, I know, I know. You don't have to say amen or nothing. I get it. I wasn't amening in my office either, so I felt convicted. Hebrews three thirteen. Say it with me. Say it again. Now, what does exhort mean? To, to. And to cheer and to and to. So 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 every day he says to encourage, to cheer, to give strength, to embolden while it's called today. Why? Why? Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. There may be people around you that's been hardened. They're tough, they're hard, they're callous. Maybe they're discouraged. Maybe they're frustrated. Maybe all this time, they need one of these pages from you to be filled with some cheer and some encouragement and some attaboys. And you can make it. We're going to do this thing. God is with us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. Everything's going to be all right, honey. Everything's going to be all right. Hang in there. We're going to do this together. How many of them pages have some stuff like that on there? Or do we have pages full of complaining and criticizing and what we don't like and what someone wore or someone acted like or what someone did. Mm. That means we haven't been yielding our mouths. Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. This time I gathering together like we are right now. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but... Oh, come on now. Come on. I need everybody. But... Exhorting one another. Exhort means to encourage and to cheer and to and to. Have you done any of that this morning? You see, we we have this idea. We have this idea that we're all independent free agents. And we're just coming to get what we need. And so we don't mingle, we don't talk, we just kind of slide in and slide out. You know the type of people that backs in their parking spot at church? The old timers called it drag race Christians. They drag in and race out. But you know what the Bible says we're supposed to do when we get here? I'm supposed to cheer you up. I'm supposed to embolden you. I'm supposed to encourage you. Each other. 
That's what we're here for. I think we've missed it. You know why it says to do this? Brother John, because I'm not always going to be up. There's days I'm going to drag in here and I'm not going to want to be here. I know, I know, you're the preacher, you're supposed to want to be here. But that's just not reality. Sometimes there's things on my mind and on my heart that's just, just killing me. But I got to put on the face. Because I got to come in here. And you know, there's going to be people sitting right beside you every day that they may put on a good front, but inside they may be dying. And they just need somebody to say, hey, man, it's good to see you today. Good gracious. And and please don't do something this stupid. When you hadn't seen somebody in a long time and they hadn't been in church in a long time. Don't I know you're trying to be funny and I know you think it's a slick comment, but don't say, hey, first time attender. Don't, don't do that. They already feel guilty enough when they come in. I, I know it. I'm not trying to be harsh with you guys because I know we're trying to be funny and we got dry humor and we're just trying to make a funny comment. But that makes people feel bad. Trust me, they feel bad enough. Don't do that. Don't do, can I get you a visitor's card? Don't do that. Just say this, man, it's so good to see you. Come over here and give me a hug. Hello? Or wave. Are y'all with me? Exhort one another. Exhort one another. But you're not going to do that unless you've yielded your mouth to Christ. I'm going to yield my mouth to praise. I'm going to yield my mouth to encourage. I'm going to yield my mouth to share. Write that down. To share. Psalm 66, 16. Come and hear all ye that fear God. Come ye and hear and all ye that fear God and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. <laughs> Man, I love that. I was on the road. <clears throat> I was on the road. I think it was yesterday. <clears throat> it's one day this week. Dear God, I was on the road every day. <clears throat> and I called somebody that was on my mind. And I said, hey, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I just had you on my mind. I wanted to holler at you. And the first thing that person said, let me tell you what God's done for me. You know what they said? This is what they said. They said this right here. They said, I will declare what he has done for my soul. And they said, let me tell you what God's done for me. And you know what that did for me? I said, lay it on me. I want to hear it. I love hearing what God has done for people. This morning, this morning. I was at Jack's, I had my oatmeal in there and it was gone. So I had to get a biscuit this morning. So I had to lay off a diet, but I had a reason. <clears throat> <clears throat> it was in bigger britches. That's the reason. Amen. <laughs> I get my biscuit this morning. And that lady was in the drive through and I said, man, I says, anybody ever told you Jesus loves you? She said, sure enough. She said, I said, do you know it? I said, do you know him? She said, I do. Let me tell you about what God done for my grandbaby. My grandbaby had to have open. You know what she started doing? She started declaring to me what God had done for her soul. Man, I was fired up in the drive-thru. How many of these pages? How many of these pages have recordings 
of you sharing with somebody. Let me tell you what God's done for me this week. Let me share what, what God has done for me. Man, I want to glorify him. Let me tell you what he's done for my soul. Can we, can we, can we fill up a page? Can we fill up a page? Just one out of all year? Listen, look at the next one. Psalm 71, 17. Oh God, thou hast taught me from my youth. And hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, mama, papa, that's us. That's us. Oh God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that has come. That means your grandbabies. How many of these pages are filled or have anything to do with you sharing to your grandchildren what God's done for you? Psalms 96, 3, declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. Psalms 145, 4, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I want to ask you quick before you flip, before you flip. In the morning, in the morning, if you yield your mouth to God, you're going to be doing some praising, you're going to be doing some encouraging, and you're going to be doing some sharing. Say, God, this is your mouth. Do with it what you want. Oh, boy. We got to go fast. How many of y'all can listen fast? (laughs) If we don't get done, it's your fault. Here we go. We're going to yield our mouth. Then we're going to yield our, our hands to serve. To serve. Deuteronomy 10, 12. And now Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to love him. Read it with me. And to, read it with me. And to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Psalms 102. Read it with me. Serve the Lord with, say it everybody, real loud, fair of you, real loud, real loud. Say it with me. Galatians 5, 13. For brethren, you've been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by. 1 Corinthians 9, 19. For though I be free from all men, this is Paul speaking. Though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself what? Say, God, use these hands. God, use these hands as a tool to serve somebody today. Use these hands to be a blessing to somebody today. How many of these pages, ladies and gentlemen? How many of these pages have recordings of you serving God and doing it for his glory and not for your benefit? I know there's stuff we do for people, but sometimes we do for people because of what they can. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about serving him for his glory. Number three, I'm going to yield my feet. To go. I'm going to yield my feet to go. I got to hurry. Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a great verse. But how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they've not heard? 
how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, this don't talk about like me and Brother Doug. It's talking about proclaimer, someone to share the gospel with. You're all preachers in that sense. You're all proclaimers of the gospel. But how are they going to hear unless somebody tells them? How shall they preach except they be sent? At is written. At is written. Say it with me. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I'm going to yield my feet to go. They'll never hear unless you go. You're going to have to leave the house. Let me say this. You're going to have to leave the church building. What's the first word of Matthew 28, 19? Go ye therefore. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Luke 14, 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, what? Go out. Say it with me. Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be. Now, this is a pretty good crowd this morning, for real. This is a pretty good crowd in that wind and blustery and all that. Pretty good crowd. I wonder, I wonder if this size crowd, if we all had done some compelling this week, would we even have a better crowd? Hurry up, my snot's running, son, quick. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Listen, y'all knew you had a redneck preacher a long time ago. Don't look like that. Y'all know I've said worse. <clears throat> now think about it. Think about it. If all of us did some compelling this week, I wonder what the crowd would look like. That my house may be filled. Number four. I, I, we got to go quick because we run out of time. You see, this is practical, guys. We can yield our mouth. We can yield our hands. We can yield our feet. But we need to yield our ears. This was big. This is a small verse, but this hit me. We can yield our ears to listen. James 1.19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, everybody read it with me. Let every man be and... Swift to hear and slow to speak. I got a problem with that. There's been times Tammy's been talking to me about an issue. And about, you see, when she starts talking about the issue, I start thinking about the fix. <clears throat> and, and a lot of times, Brother Doug, unfortunately, I come up with a fix before she's finished telling me the problem. And I'm in such a hurry to tell her the fix to the problem, I don't. And I say, wait a minute, here, wait, here. She says, don't interrupt me. And you know, Brother John, I, I think back about the times I've been in counseling with people and I've done the same thing, but they couldn't say that. But she can, because she can say whatever she wants to say. And she could show me how rude I was. She said, just. I was coming back from Ohio. 
I took my dog to Ohio when I took a few days off to coon hunt too, but I forgot I had to fly to Chicago. And I said, I can't get my dog home. <clears throat> so I had to drive back up there and get him. So on the way up there, somebody called me and said, Rich, I got an issue. And they, they began to tell me about the situation. And honestly, I didn't really, I didn't really say anything that I felt was a fix. I just, and at the end of the conversation, they said, preacher, thank you so much for your help. And I, I really didn't have an answer. I really didn't have a, but I really, really did the very best I could to. I wonder how many people's all around us that would just change their life if someone would just surrender and yield their ears to Christ and, and be a listening ear. I've learned that sometimes people just need to be heard. But we're in such a hurry, aren't we? We're so busy. We're so scheduled out. We don't have time to. He said, be swift to hear. That means take time. Stop. How many of y'all know your mouth and your ears don't work at the same time? You see, we're so busy running our mouths that we don't hear. And by the way, by the way, here's another thing too. When we're, when we're arguing with someone or, or debating or whatever you want to call it, conversing, discussing, most of the time we're trying to figure out how to win the argument instead of trying to figure out how to understand what they're coming from. But you know what? If we'll yield our ears and say, God, let me have your ears. Let me listen how you would listen. Let, let me, let, are y'all with me? Listen, number, what number? Five, five. We're going to yield our mouths. We're going to yield our hands. We're going to yield our feet. We're going to yield our ears. We're going to yield our eyes. John four thirty five says, say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and Look, I'm going to yield my eyes to look. Look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. Now, here's the here's the here's the 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 content. Here's the context. Jesus just got through sending the disciples into Sakar. This is the woman at the well chapter. Y'all remember that one? Jesus weary with his journey. He sits at the well. He sends the disciples into the city to buy food. But he really didn't send them to buy food food, he sent them to be fishers of men. And they went in and did not tell one single soul about him. The woman from Samaria came and make a long story short, she trusted in Jesus, believed in him and went back to the city and told everybody and brought them out to Jesus. And when the disciples who went into the city and did not tell a single soul about who was out there at the well, their job, they came back with nobody. And Jesus chewed him out. And in the, in the midst of chewing him out, he said, get your eyes up. Look on the fields. And I believe that was the crowd coming out from the city. 
I don't have time to describe it, but I believe at that moment, that woman and all them people were coming out from the city to meet Jesus and Jesus saying, look, look what you missed. Look at the opportunity that you had. I sent you to reap where someone else had already sowed. In other words, I I sent you in to pluck the tomato after somebody already planted it. Somebody else has already done the work. Look. You need to surrender your eyes and look for opportunities to share the gospel. Look for opportunities to encourage someone. Look for opportunities to serve your neighbor. Look for opportunities to glorify God. You remember we're supposed to be praying, Bob, every morning, pray for a burden, pray for an opportunity and pray for boldness. I guarantee if you surrender your eyes, God will have you looking for opportunities to bless someone. God will look for opportunities to witness to someone. God will have you looking for opportunities to serve someone. God will have you looking for opportunities to make big of Jesus. But if our eyes are not yielded, guess what? We're going to be looking for opportunities to bless ourselves. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. Lastly, I'm going to yield my mouth. I'm going to yield my hands. I'm going to yield my feet. Yield my ears. Yield my eyes. Yield my heart. You know, I could put points here to heart to love God and to love uh, uh, one another, love sinners. But here's the thing. This is what God had in my mind, especially after Auburn, Alabama game. <clears throat> Luke six twenty seven. Let's all read it together. Fairview, let's all read it together. Here we go. But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you. And pray for them which despitefully use you. Then he followed up with verse 32. And he said this, read it with me. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. Preacher, what are you saying? God wants you to yield your heart to him so you will love people like he does. You Alabama fans in here, it's easy for you to hook up with another Alabama fan to make fun of Auburn fans and vice versa. But it's a whole nother thing to cross the aisle. It's easy for me to love the people that love me. It's easy for people to, it's easy for me to love people that respect me. It's easy. But God said, I want you to love people that hate you. I want you to love people that despitefully use you. I don't want you to just love your family. I don't want you to just love your friends. I don't want you to just love lovable people. I want you to love your enemy. Because I do. I want you to love the outcast. Because I do. I want you to love the unlovable. Because I do. Now, listen, if, if you're wrapping up and you're, you're, you're wrapping up your mind, you, you're totally missing it because this is probably the most important one. Because if you don't do this one, you're not going to do the rest of them. Listen, we will not love these type people until we yield 
Surrender, submit our heart. Okay, God, there's my heart. Hello? Y'all with me? Everybody, everybody all right? Listen. You ever wonder? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the most eye opening. I mean, your life's going to be transformed right here. Y'all ready for this? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. A lot of you in here got people around you you can't stand. You work with them, go to school with them. They're irritating. You want to choke them. They're on the naughty list. Hello? Don't look all sanctimonious to me. Look, say amen. You know I'm telling the truth. I've seen your Facebook. Say amen. You ever wonder why God put them people around you? Because he wants you to love them. He wants you to be like him. So guess what? I got news for you. They're going to keep coming. Oh, so-and-so went to another job. Thank the Lord. Well, God's going to send you two just like him. You thought he was bad. You know why? Because God's given you an opportunity to love your enemy. To be like him. I don't know about y'all. I'm kind of convicted about this. Because this right here is not what it should be. I want to do better with this. How many of y'all with me on that? How are we going to do that in the morning? Before you get up, before you even get out of bed, say, Lord, here's my members. I'm, I'm yielding my eyes. I'm yielding my hands. I'm yielding my feet. I'm yielding my mouth. I'm yielding my heart. I'm yielding my ears. Use them. Do what you want. In Jesus' name. And you know what? You're going to be amazed at what God will do. And all God's people say it.